Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. Welcome to SightedMoon.com. My name is Joe Dumont, and you're listening to the only podcast that teaches you about the sabbatical and jubilee years. We are stoked, I guess is the word. We're excited to be able to share this podcast with you, to teach these things, and to express these things. We have been working on this for about a year, even though it's not going to sound like it, but we've been trying to get these podcasts out. Uh, we've had a number of problems. The computer's melted. Yeah, believe it or not, when they freeze, they melt. Um, we lost uh, a lot of the information. We had to do it all over. And basically, we've been lacking a lot of help. James uh, James Ralph, our, our tech wizard, you know, it, he's been pulling out his hair. He's almost bald. He's been pulling out so much of his hair trying to get this stuff going. But he realizes the importance of doing it. You know, he sees that this message about the Sabbath, the Holy Days, the sabbatical years, is important for people to understand and to listen to. And he sees that it needs to get out there, and he sees just how non-technologically challenged, or how technologically, see, I can't even speak right, how technologically challenged I am at the computer and all these different things. So he's been helping me, and he's been doing it now for uh, four years now. And uh, I owe him a great deal of uh, gratitude. So we thank him for that. Um, we had a newsletter a little while ago called The Taskmaster. And I've had a number of people who have wanted me to teach it again to help them to understand this. So we're going to start doing that now. We're going to start reading here in Exodus 1.9. And he said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are many and mightier. This is about the Exodus. This is when the kings of, or the pharaohs of Egypt were worried about the people of Israel who are multiplying and becoming mighty in their, their, their multitudes. The sons of Israel are many and mightier than we Come, let us deal slyly with them. Now, there's a key word. Let us deal slyly with them. Lest they multiply, and it will be when there comes a war, they join also to our enemies and fight against us and get out of the land. The pharaohs wanted to keep the Egyptian or the Israelites as slaves. They wanted to control them, continue their control over them. They didn't want to lose them in a war. And they set their taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens and they built treasure cities for Pharaoh, Pithon and Ramses but the more they afflicted them the more they multiplied and grew and they were grieved because of the sons of Israel and the Egyptians made the sons of Israel serve with harshness and they made their lives bitter with hard work in mortar and in bricks and in all kinds of work in the fields all the work in which they made them to do was with harshness. So that's basically what we're going to talk about right there. Just those three, four verses, 
They were being dealt with slyly. The taskmasters were very harsh with them. What does that mean? So let's look up the word taskmaster. It's uh, Hebrews 86, 20, or 82, 69, the word sar, head person, captain, chief, captain, general, governor, keeper, lord, master, prince, ruler, steward. And it comes from the word 8323, and that is sarar, sarar, to have dominion. Make self a prince, a ruler. So this taskmaster is going to have dominion over you. But the Hebrew word for taskmaster actually means tax collector. I know the Strongs didn't exactly say that, but that's what it's understood to mean. You just go to any Jewish source and that's what they'll tell you. Um, in the Gill's expository, they have this to say. Therefore, they did set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. This was the first scheme proposed and agreed on and was carried into execution to appoint taskmasters over them or princes or masters of tribute, commissioners of taxes who had power to lay heavy taxes upon them and oblige them to pay them, which were very burdensome and so afflict to their minds and tended to diminish their wealth and riches and ob um, oblige them to harder labor in order to pay them and so every way contribute to distress them. The publican is from the Latin word publicanus and from the Greek, Greek word testonus which means a tax gatherer. The publican is mentioned quite often throughout the, the time of Yeshua since Israel was under Roman rule. They had publicans. These were tax collectors. This is what Matthew was. So a tax master, spoken of in the book of Exodus, that the Egyptians had, was a tax collector. And the more taxes he put on the people, the more burden they had, the more they had to work that just to pay their taxes in order to live. So in Matthew 18, 17, we've got the, the tax collector or the Republican, uh, Luke 5, 27, Luke 18, 10, and 18, 11. They were being taxed to death. Do you know the feeling? I've heard it said that anyone who pays more than 20% taxes is a slave. Now, last time I checked my taxes were roughly between 30 and 40%. And I believe here in Canada, we have to pay taxes. Well, we work until about June or July just to pay our taxes. And then from June and July on, that's our money. Where did this start in Egypt? When we go back to Genesis 47, we read about Joseph working for Pharaoh during the famine. And during that famine, the people started selling everything just to buy more wheat. And Joseph sold them the wheat. And once they've sold everything, the people sold Pharaoh their land. 
And then Joseph afterwards gave them wheat back, but they had to pay the Pharaoh one-fifth, 20%. Joseph enslaved the people back then. 20% tax. So here's another clue to this. They built treasure cities of Pharaoh, Pithon, and Ramses. The treasure cities was for all the taxes. That's, this is the case that we're building here to prove or to show that this is what they were doing back then, collecting taxes. Um, the average Canadian pays 42%, and the average American is 31%. So again, anything over 20% is a slave to that society. How do you like it? So we started paying taxes back in the, um, I don't know, late 1800s, uh, early 1900s. And it was supposed to be only a temporary thing. Pay off a war, pay off certain debts, you know, stuff like that. And it's still here. So what's the purpose of this? We're coming up to the, the uh, Passover season. What's the purpose of this? Well, in Canada, we have a person from um, Ontario nominated to the legislature, and I believe it's a federal legislature, and she has put forward a bill so that you cannot speak out against Islam. You are allowed to criticize Judaism. You're allowed to make jokes about Judaism. You're allowed to make jokes about Christianity. You're, you're allowed to make jokes about Hindus, I don't know, Greek Orthodox, Protestants, Anglicans, whoever you want. But you're not allowed to be making fun of Islamics or talking against Islam. It's called Islamophobia. What's that got to do with taskmaster or taxes? You're going to see here in a moment. But this law is going to shut us up. So what happens is as soon as the Islamic people get a little bit of power, they start to put out these laws. They've done it in Europe where you're not allowed to speak out against Islam. You're not allowed to speak out against the Quran. They can condemn Jews and threaten to kill them, but you cannot say nothing against their religion. And they make it a law. And because you can't speak out against it and anything that you say against anything that's any laws that are made in favor of Islam, you become Islamophobic. And so you can't speak out against, you can't because you get branded this title. It's like homophobic. You can't be homophobic. It's, oh, it's such a terrible thing to speak out against the LGBTQ. So this law is now before the Canadian legislature, and we've had this shooting in Quebec just uh, days before this law came into uh, a discussion. Now here it is a couple weeks later, and the person that brought it forward has had all kinds of death threats and uh, uh, attacks and personal and email attacks. And the sympathy vote here is what's taken over. This law will be passed out of sympathy. And when it's passed, we will not be allowed to speak out against Islam or the Quran. We just won't be able to do it. That's a law being passed here in Canada. That's meant, the laws have been passed throughout Europe. 
So, now, you know, you know we can read the Quran, and we can just, there's all kinds of places in the Quran talking about how, you know, they're going to kill the infidel, and they're going to do that. Well, we can't say that no more. But it also says in the Quran this. Um, let's see. Quran 929. Fight those who believe not in Allah, nor the last day, nor hold that forbidden which hath been forbidden by Allah and his messenger, nor acknowledge the religion of truth, even if they are of the people of the book, until they pay the jizya, J-I-Z-Y-A, the jizya, with willing submission, and feel themselves subdued. This jizya is a infidel tax. From the Hadith and Sirah, Sahih Muslim, 19.4294. There are many places in the Hadith where Muhammad tells his followers to demand the jizya of non-believers. Here he lays down the rule that it is to be extorted by force. If they refuse to accept Islam, demand from them the jizya. If they re agree to pay, accept it from them and hold off your hands. If they refuse to pay the tax, the jizya tax, seek Allah's help and fight them. And what was it that ISIS said over here when they conquered Mosul? I think that was two years ago now. When they conquered Mosul, they told all the Christians, you can leave, you can pay the tax, or you can die. Leave, pay the tax, or die. Thousands fled. Those who stayed behind were slaughtered. Yes, it's a religion of peace. I understand that. We've been told that over and over again. Yet everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world where there's Islamic religion, there's wars and bombings and suicide bombings and killings and beheadings. And the reason they're leaving those countries is not to seek peace in other countries. It's to subdue those other countries. So here we are talking about taskmasters, and here we are seeing Islam invading Europe like they did um, last year and the year before. We have been telling you in our book, The 2300 Days of Hell, that this was coming. We've been saying it since 2005. We put the book out in 2013. The first book, The Prophecy of Abraham, was put out in 2010, saying a similar thing. We've been warning you, and now it's here. So Islam is going to take over. They're going to have dominion. And the, the, the thing to remember is that Isaac... When Judah, I'm not Judah, um, Jacob stole the birthright from Esau, Esau went back to Isaac and cried for another blessing. And Isaac blessed him. And he says that in the last days, let's see if I got it here. Uh, Genesis 27:34. And when Esau heard the voice of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said to his father, bless me. Me also, O oh my father. And he said, Your brother came with deceit. 
and has taken away your blessing. And he said, it is because his name is called Jacob. For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him your Lord, and all his brothers I have given him for servants. And with grain and wine I have supported him. What shall I do now to you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, bless me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heaven from above, and by your sword you shall live and shall serve your brother. And, verse 41. No, that's the right word I read this. And it shall be when you shall have dominion you shall break his yoke from off your neck. So this is very important that you understand this word. This word dominion. It's that prophecy, that blessing that Isaac gave to Esau is a very terrifying prophecy for us in these last days. So let's look up this word dominion. The word dominion is the word rude, R-U-D, from uh, 7300, a primitive route to tramp about, that is, ramble, free of dis, free or disconsolate, having the dominion to be lord, to mourn and rule. Now, there's another part here, this word break, from 6561, parak, to break off or crunch, figuratively, figuratively to deliver, to break, Deliver, redeem, rend, rend in pieces, tear in pieces. We could say that Esau is going to trample and tear in pieces the yoke that Jacob has on him. Because that's what Isaac said, when you break off this yoke. And at the same time, it will be a mournful rulership. The world will, rule, will mourn. Look at what's happened in Mosul. ISIS took over there. They're now starting to root them out, but they're having a very difficult time getting them out. And the reason I'm having a difficult time is they, if any one of those ISIS fighters retreats, they're killed by their own fighters, so they have to stay and fight. This rulership, or the people that are ruled over by these people, are mourning. They're in deep, sadful state. Again, look at all the nations of the world that are ruled by Islam. There is no peace. It's a peaceful religion, yet everywhere this religion is, there's war. All across North Africa, all across the Middle East, is in war with other nations or with themselves. And this is what Islam is doing. Matthew 24, verse 20. But pray that your flight is not in the winter, nor in the, on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days be shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. 
<laughs> I know, some of you think you're going to be raptured, so you're the elect. If you're going to be disappearing on us, we don't need to make those days shortened. Those days are shortened for those people that are left here on earth. And I'm sorry, there are no left behind people. The rapture isn't going to happen. That's another subject for another day. But this warning in Matthew 24 comes right after you're warned about the abomination of Daniel. What is that abomination of Daniel? Keep in mind everything we've been talking about. Matthew 24, 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoever reads, let him understand. You must understand where the holy place was in Israel. Then also understand that around the temple in Israel for 2,000 cubits was also considered a holy place. And that Jerusalem was a sanctuary city or a holy city. And there were seven of them in Israel at that time. This image is going to have the ability to speak. This statue is going to talk. And there is given to it a great a gift Sorry, Revelation 13, 15. And there was given to it to give a spirit to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might both speak and might cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Is this a statue? It could be. Is it something else? What is the beast that's talked about in the Bible all the time? This is the government of Europe. Okay. Let's do a little thinking here. This government of Europe is the king of the north. He's going to attack the king of the south. The king of the south is going to butt at the king of the north. That word butt means war. That's what Islam is doing. And the king of the north is going to attack the king of the south. And the king of the north and the king of the south become one mighty kingdom. What's taking place in Germany now? The heart of Europe. The strongest nation. They've invited millions of Syrians there. And in, in those Syrians, in those refugees, have been ISIS fighters. And we've seen them come up in uh, France, in Paris. And, and I think today on the news, I just heard another, uh, somebody driving a car, drove into a crowd of people and ran away. The typical mode of attack that uh, people in, are doing in Jerusalem. Are you awake to what's going on in the world right now? Okay, let's go to Daniel 2. Let's read about this image in Daniel 2. Daniel 2, verse 39. And after you shall arise another kingdom lower than you, and another third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. 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 What is as strong as iron? Because there is only four kingdoms, but the fourth kingdom keeps coming back time and time again. Since iron crushes, there's that word crush, breaks in pieces, and smashes all things, as the iron that shatters all these, it will crush and shatter. And as to that which you saw, the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it the strength of iron, because you saw the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet we're part of iron and part of clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. 
And as you saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mix themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cling to one another. And listen, look at what's going on. Everywhere you see Islam immigrating to the different communities, they don't immigrate. They don't blend into societies. They don't become a part of society. They stick to themselves. You go into the communities in the States, they don't have up the American flag in any of their, their houses. You can't walk into these communities in Britain. It's a no-go zone. Even the police don't go there anymore. If you're caught walking with a beer or a woman in a dress or a head uncovered, they're beaten or raped or killed. So let's take a look at verse 40. Daniel 2, verse 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things. So here we're focusing on this word breaketh in pieces. And as your iron that breaketh in pieces, shall it break in pieces and bruise. The word crush is also the same, the same word as breaking in pieces. Tedek. Tek, tekak. Or something. I'm, I'm, you know, my Hebrew is so bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Tekak. Um, now let's look at another prophecy in Daniel. Okay? I want you to understand where we are. We're at the end of this age. We're at that time when this kingdom is coming about right now. You're watching it take place. Daniel 7, verse 7. After this I looked in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, frightening and terrifying and very strong, and had great iron teeth. There's the iron teeth. To devour and break in pieces and stamp the rest of the rest with its feet. And it was a different from all the other beasts before it. And it had ten horns. Now we can go off. The ten horns is another teaching. A lot of people get all hung up on that. I want to focus on this beast. The beast is a government system. And it's run by this whore. This great whore. This great whore is a religious organization. And she is the one that's pulling the strings on this beast. Now, Daniel 7, verse 16. And I came near one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the meaning of the things. The four great beasts are four kings, and they shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. That's the end of the story. Yes, we win. But before that, there's a lot of heartache. A lot of heartache. Daniel 7, 19. Then I wanted to know the truth of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, very frightening, and whose teeth were of iron and his nails of bronze, who devoured broken pieces and stamped the rest with his feet. This break in pieces is the same word that we've been looking at here in the last couple of verses. Uh, let's see, where am I going now? It's Daniel, Daniel 7, 24. Then the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. So, now I know I, I come out of the churches of God and they believe that the ten kings had to come to make this beast. But the king of the north and the king of the south come together first in a war. And then they divide the world into ten kingdoms. And the United Nations has already got that done. The world is divided into ten sections. So right now, you, 
are in Jacob's trouble. And Jacob's trouble was announced by the rabbis at the Sanhedrin many years ago. I remember it making the news. This current jubilee cycle, and that's what Sighted Moon talks about all the time, the current jubilee cycle and all the other jubilee cycles throughout history. And we're going to be coming to that over and over and over again. You need to learn that. You can get that from our books. But the current jubilee cycle is a 120th jubilee cycle. It is also the 70th jubilee cycle, which Daniel talked about the 70 weeks in Daniel 9. The 70 weeks are 70 Shabua which are 70 Feast of Weeks, which are 70 49s, which are 7 times 49, which is 3,430 years. If my math is right. That brings us to the time we're in right now. This 120th Jubilee cycle is also the 70th Jubilee cycle since Daniel. And that started with Moses at the burning bush. Jehovah told Moses five times, go and get my people. That started at the burning bush. That's when Daniel 9's prophecy, Daniel 9, 24 to 27, that's when that prophecy takes place. It starts at Moses. And it ends up now. And in the middle of this 120th Jubilee, in the middle of this 70th Jubilee cycle, Israel, all 12 tribes, will be destroyed. And only a remnant will be left. We connect that with the uh, Leviticus 26 in the fourth curse, the fourth sabbatical cycle, which also begins at Aviv 2017. That fourth sabbatical cycle is the curse of war. I will send a sword upon you if you don't obey me. This tax, this Islamic tax on those who are not is of the Islamic faith is the taskmasters coming over top of you. This trampling underfoot, this blessing that was given to Esau by, Jake, or by Isaac to break off Jacob's yoke in the last days is taking place. You look at Syria. We have Islamic forces fighting Islamic forces and everything is destroyed. Utter destruction. And Bible prophecy says that's what North America will look like in the years to come. The middle of this current Jubilee cycle in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel is the year 2020. We're watching the Trump administration, the, the possibly the last president of the United States. We're in terrifying times. You can see this stuff happening. And why do I tell you this? People get upset at me and they say, you're always fear-mongering, Joe. You're fear-mongering. You're making us scared. Well, good. You're supposed to be scared. Be very, very afraid. <laughs> yeah, be very afraid. If you are not obeying Jehovah, you have a great deal to be afraid of. That means that you got to keep the Sabbath, you got to keep the holy days, and you got to keep them at the right time, and you got to keep the sabbatical year. And this current sabbatical year ends at Aviv. Are you going to obey? If you are, he also says, those who obey me have nothing to fear. And he's going to protect us. 
But those who don't obey, those who refuse to obey, you got a great deal to be afraid of. And yes, I hope I scare the pants off you. I hope I scare you enough that you open up your Bible and you start to read it and you start to prove what I'm saying to be false or true. And if you prove it to be true, then you've got to be humble enough to repent and begin to obey. And that means you've got to start keeping the Sabbath from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset starting this next Sabbath. Are you ready to start doing that? Are you ready to take your family and obey Jehovah to protect them from this tax that's coming, from the taskmasters, from the war that's coming? Just look around you and see what's going on in the world today. Those people who've read my book, The 2300 Days of Hell, they understand what's happening in the world today and they understand the end time Bible prophecy and they see how the, both of them are, help, are taking place right now. And if you don't, if you don't, then I encourage you to get a hold of this book. Go to sightofmoon.com and open up the store. And there are DVDs there that you can buy. And there are books there that you can buy. If you don't want to buy the DVD, then go to YouTube and look under my name on YouTube. And you can watch the videos there for free. If you don't want to buy the book, then you look up different sections of the book in the uh, different chapters. And those pages are in my newsletters over the past number of years. If you want it edited in all one place for you, then you got to buy that from the publisher because they're not giving it away. These podcasts, they're free too. So keep listening. Tell your friends to listen. Tune in. They're free. But you can subscribe. You can support us by subscribing or, or making a donation towards these podcasts on a monthly basis. Just go to our donation page. Do it on a monthly basis. Make a one-time donation. Whatever you feel led to do. But with a, a, a monthly donation, we can plan some work. We have to go and see a lot of people in Africa, and that's going to cost money. So I've gone a little bit over time today, and I, you know, <laughs> for those of you who've read my newsletters, that's not bad, because usually I go on for 20, 40, 80 pages in a weekly newsletter. So I'm trying to keep these podcasts down to a half hour. We're going to wrap up. But I'd like to try and do this in a prayer, and I hope to do this every week. And I've learned this from my friend Nehemiah Gordon and Keith Johnson. To pray to Jehovah, our King, our Messiah, our Elohim, our God, that He will open our eyes so that we can see his wonderful truths hidden inside his Torah. Pray that Jehovah will open your eyes. Pray that you will learn to understand these things. Pray that your family and you and your loved ones will come to obey Jehovah so that they can be protected from these things that are coming upon the world and that are happening right now in front of your very eyes on the nightly news. Thank you, brethren, for listening to us. We hope to hear you. See you. No, I hope you let, tune in again next time on SightedMoon.com. Is it possible to know where the ten lost tribes went? Does history show them using another name other than Israel? Did you know history records large groups of people leaving Egypt for Greece before Moses and the Exodus?
Are you aware that the Israelites were called Bit Qumri by the Assyrians? After the captivity, they were called Gamarians by their captors. Other people called these same people Gamarians, and later on they were known as the Sumerians. In these people was a group of people known as the Amerigians. Out of the Sumerians came the Celtic and the Gaulish people, and today we know them as the Celts. Some of the Celtic people are known as the Anglo and Saxons, son of Isaac. The Gaelic people come from the port of Gaul, better known as Portugal today. Before this, they were found in Zaragoza, Spain, and before that, they were from those same Greeks that fled Egypt before Moses and the Exodus. Did you know your own family crest can show you from what tribe of Israel you are from? The red hand on the flag of Ireland tells the story of Tamar and the birth of Zerah sticking out his hand before Pharez. This is the same Zerah that Zaragoza is named after. The unicorn on the crest of England shows Israel as the unicorn in captivity by the chain around its neck and the line of Judah with the crown on it. Why has Ireland the harp of King David for its national emblem? Why has Scotland got the same symbol as Judah, a lion, but Scotland's is red? How is the Norwegian lion or the Dutch lion and their crests tied into this? Are you aware of your rich and exciting history and how prophecy is speaking about you in these last days? It is time for you to know who you are, and you can prove it from your own encyclopedias once you know what to look for.